Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to Safety Sundays with Safe Prep and myself. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? You know what sucks about this podcast? What? It's so short that there's no room or time for flirting, sexual innuendos, or small penis jokes. You know, you do bring up you do bring up a very valid point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so everybody out there that's new, that's listening to the show, make sure you hit that like button, hit that follow button, wherever you're listening, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, wherever, make sure you're following so you can get these episodes every Sunday. And today is, we're actually recording a little bit earlier in the week, or are we recording later? No, we're recording early. Today is early. June 16th, 2023. Time is 1939. Yes. And we're going to get into... What did we say we were doing again tonight? Oh my gosh, bug out <laughs> I'm just vehicles. Kidding. <laughs> bug out vehicles. So this has been requested, uh, and again, it's this isn't going to be a total, you know, in-depth coverage of bug out vehicles, like choices, this, that, the other. My mindset with this is things that you can keep in your bug out vehicle, and if you have to bug out, they're just going to make you safer. Yep. Yes. Because most of the folks aren't going to have, I mean, we could say, like, go out and buy a early model vehicle that doesn't have all the electronic boards and switches in it, so it would be less affected by an EMP. But most of that stuff is out of reach for most of us. So you're kind of left with the vehicle that's in your driveway. Right. So I, I think that, okay, so for my mindset on this is I've gone back and forth over the years what could potentially be the best bug out vehicle. All right. Mm-hmm. And I flip-flopped over the years with this because I knew what I wanted a few years ago and I know what I would take now and I've been back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and I keep going back in my mind I want a late Mottis late 80s K5 Blazer that's what I would want. I I I look on Facebook Marketplace and see vehicles and you know anything 60s early 70s you know, I wish wish we had the money to buy it, and I wish I was good at fixing stuff that wasn't running. But uh, you know, I drive a I drive a 2009 F-150, and that's uh that's the bug out vehicle we would like to choose. Now, the other thing is you you don't get to pick the time when you're going to need a vehicle. So you know, it might be that minivan that that did so well keeping up with you on the back roads there in North Carolina. Right. So, okay. So for me, it's like the FJ cruiser is now my bug out vehicle. This is a vehicle that's loaded up with camping gear, loaded up with a bunch of stuff. If I've got, if I got to go now, almost everything is in that vehicle that I would need for survival, except for a handful of items and oddities. Right now, here's the thing at the moment, the FJ cruiser needs some work and it's not currently roadworthy. I had the brakes go out and things. Now I have to work on it. All right. 
So I'm going to say number one safety thing with your with your bug out vehicles is you need to be running these things frequently, right? Don't have yourself a bug out vehicle ju- that just sits there for that shit hits the fan scenario because you got to be running these vehicles to identify if everything's problematic and to be able to keep up with maintenance, right? Yep. Period. If you don't, if you're not running it, if you're not checking to see if this thing has leaks or if it's acting funny or running funny or whatever, the last thing you want to be doing is bugging out to where you got to go with all your stuff with you. And now you're stuck going on foot because your vehicle broke down and some lucky guy just comes across your bug out vehicle and gets all your shit. And it's also a difficult subject to talk about because everybody's got a different idea of what bugging out is and bugging out, you know, I think in like we're talking about it right now is going from point A to point B and, and, and you have stuff at point A, but if you have to leave point A, you have stuff at point B or that's where you're going to be able to hang out for a mile. doesn't necessarily mean you're four wheeling through ditches and out in fields and through forest. It may just be getting A to B. Right. Exactly. Now let's, now this is a good segue into what I really wanted to dive into with this episode. And what I really wanted to tear into with this is what kind of tools and accessories would you need to keep in that bug out vehicle to successfully get from A to B, right? So I, I, you know, I think folks should be keeping bags in their car and and bags is a whole nother topic. Um, But basic survival gear that is in your bug out bag, your get home bag, I think everybody should have that in their vehicle. When I think about things I can do to my F-150, I can be sure the four-wheel drive's working. It wouldn't. I fixed it. Uh, I can be sure that I keep it as topped off as I can all the time on gasoline. I can, you know, go back and listen to last Sunday's episode where we talked about vehicle safety and things like flat tires and all that other stuff because any of those situations could happen to you when you're bugging out. Um, Lighting. Um having weapons and ammo in your vehicle i think that's important uh follow the laws where you're at um those kind of things are are, uh, gas cans um uh, some kind of a siphon or a pump to be able to if i had to do that so those are some sleeping bags some extra stuff i keep in my truck in case we have to we have to bug out right i got you so this is like where i go to in my mind is what kind of stuff would you encounter along the way a to b when you're bugging out and there there are two things that like really stick out in my mind all right and the first thing is a freaking chainsaw right true have it have a dang chainsaw because here's the situation if you're i don't care what the shit hits the fan scenario is if it's a hurricane that causes grid failure and now there's panic and disrupt and you got to get the hell out of there that hurricane's also blowing trees down same goes with a tornado right? If highways are blocked and you have to traverse off the road a little bit, you might need a chainsaw because you might have to drop some things out of the way to get through the dang woods, right? Or you might be, let's say your bug out place is off some back-ass roads, 40 miles up the mountain in the middle of nowhere that where nobody really does road maintenance and shit has hit the fan. How are you going to get those trees out of the way if they've fallen, right? Yep. So chainsaw, I think, is a hell of a good tool to go with that. The second thing I would throw in there with that would be some high tensile strength rope. Rope strong enough to hang your vehicle from a freaking tree limb. I The strongest rope you could physically put in there because, again, chaos, disaster, abandoned vehicles, you may find yourself having to drag stuff out of the way. 
Want to be a guest on the show? Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Or you well, may and, find- with, and with that, and obviously you can't do this on every vehicle, and that's also these things get expensive. A winch, right? You know, I would love to have a winch on my truck. That's some, but I've got to have, I've got to have like the twelve, fifteen thousand pound ones, right? Uh, yeah, and, they get and they're pricey, not cheap. But I'll, I'd love to have, you know, if you, but chainsaw is a good idea. I don't have one of those in my truck, but uh, I've got one in the garage. It just sits there. So now, especially, I mean, so that could go in the truck. I mean, now, now me personally, I know everybody's going to be like, oh, that's stupid. I'm against that guys. I'm telling you, I've fallen in love with the electric chainsaws. It is really awesome. Not breathing in two stroke fumes running these things. It's really awesome that they're not making any noise. They are silent. So a chainsaw echoes through the freaking woods, man. Like you could hear a chainsaw a mile away. You're not hearing that electric saw silent. No motor noise. It is amazing. So the idea that you also, if you have this, you could stock batteries and have your little charger hooked up in your vehicle versus bringing gasoline and two-stroke, you know what I mean, and, and having to bring in mixed gas. So yeah. I'm I'm sold on these electric chainsaws. I absolutely love mine. All right, so now that we covered the rope, we covered the chainsaws. I can't stress enough how important it is to have a shit ton of extra water in your vehicle, Right. Water and water filtration in a bug-out scenario. The idea you have to end up on foot, you're going to be walking, it could be hot, you're going to need to hydrate. Have that water. Maybe you get where you're going and your water has been compromised, right? Maybe you have a a spring where it diverts water down to your bug-out spot and somehow something got in the way and it's not getting there now and you got to go fix it. Well, you don't want to be dehydrated during that process or whatever your repair items might be. So, I mean, a week's supply of water for everybody in your vehicle is not that big of a deal, right? If there, if it's you and your spouse, you could throw 14 bottles of water in the trunk. You know what I'm saying? True. Just depends on how you're storing it. You want to store water correctly, and it's like keeping hot water bottles in cars and plastics leaching into it and stuff like that. But, Jester, you mentioned, you know, water filtration, water purification tablets, you know, you can't have enough of that stuff. We've got them at home. We've got them in all the vehicles. Uh, but having a little extra water, to, especially to get you started off because you don't know what situation you're going to be in where you have to bug out, I'd like to have some water at the very beginning and, and not have to wait a while to find some. Right, exactly. And then, you know, how you went back, you know, and I'm just like kind of thinking in my head here, how you went back and you mentioned, you know, having the guns, having the ammunition have a way to protect yourself. Well, let's think about the idea of maintaining a little bit of OPSEC while you're traveling. All right. Let's talk about the idea that those phones might be offline or you may not want to be tracked. Do you have maps to your bug out location? Have the paper maps, have multiple routes planned out on those paper maps. If you're somebody who is very directionally challenged, get a compass and learn how to use that compass. You can pull over and utilize that compass and figure out which direction you're going in if you're incapable of reading it off the map or if you're incapable of reading a road sign. Something I'm in the market for right now, and I'm, I'd love to find a used one, but it's it's hard to find exactly what I'm looking for used is a is a, actually a, like a hiking or handheld GPS unit. I wonder um, if those could be tracked. I'd... 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 I bet they can, but I bet, I mean, there's so many of them, it would be so difficult to find that one. Uh, you'd have, you'd have to be a pretty big priority for them to want to yeah. come track you down. Yeah. <laughs> All 
All right, so uh, getting into that, and then the you know the other thing is we talk about this for every doomsday scenario is having comms, right? Yep. Being able to listen in, putting that ham radio on scan, and being able to listen to what's going on around you to know if here's the big thing when you get on these roads, and I, I tell everybody this, you're going to start hearing chatter over the CBs first. The truckers are going to be coming over those CBs. I ninety five is blocked off. This highway is blocked off. Can't go this way. Can't go this way. And this is going to be what kind of gives you that motivation to maybe take an alternate route. So with comms, whether you're using CB or uh, ham radio, amateur radio, there are very inexpensive ways to put uh, and very inexpensive external mag mount antennas for all of those different type of radio types. So if you're talking on a radio or listening to a radio inside your vehicle the vehicle exterior that metal is shielding that signal so you're not going to receive as well and you're definitely not going to transmit as well so in order to really hear well or talk and get out you're going to have to get out of the vehicle so investing in a cheap external antenna that you can just run through the window and connect to your radio while you're driving down the road and be able to monitor comms those things are super cheap Absolutely. You know, one thing else I, I would like to mention, too, is, guys, the bathroom doesn't wait for anybody. So I would highly recommend having toilet paper and wipies in your vehicle. Throw a urinal in there. They're like $6, man. How are you going to poop it through a urinal? Listen. <laughs> I pee in my little urinal all the time, and it's not even SHTF. I'm sure you do. But do you poop? You but do you go poop in it? No, I hadn't pooped in it yet. Well, you let me know how that time, works out. It was the first time for everything. <laughs> anyway, having the toilet paper, having the wipes, having the, the stuff to be able to do your business, because if you're bugging out and your your turds decide they want to bug out, there's really no stopping that process. Nope. Right. I think I've got like four containers of wipes in my little console between the front two seats for some reason. I'm gonna be clean and fresh. Right. And then, so there's a lot of, um, I, you know, I've seen a lot of preppers over the years give like really weird pieces of advice, like in regards to bugging out or bugging in or things like this. And I remember hearing one prepper talk about how it's a great idea to put a white flag on your vehicle on the side of the road if you're bugging out and your vehicle goes kaput because someone would just assume that it's just another vehicle and that it wasn't a bug out vehicle, Right. Here's the thing. I think for, for the werewolf-type preppers out there and everybody else that's going against that, that's going to be a red flag to them that that vehicle's worth something. Because everybody else, and shit hits the fan, if it's a bad scenario, they're not worried about doing that. They're going to be freaked out. They're going to be scared. They're not going to be thinking, oh, I need to mark this vehicle inoperable so nobody messes with it. Totally agree. Yeah. So you Use the white <laughs> flag as toilet paper. There you go. It, turn it brown, then hang it in your window. That'll keep people away from it. <laughs> also, here's the other thing, too. If you find, and I know this is going to go a little bit overboard, but if your vehicle does break down and you know what it is, say it's a radiator hose or it's leaking fluid or it's something you know you could repair, like you can go get supplies from your bug out place and come back and fix it, render it a little bit more inoperable, take the plugs out of it, take the wires off it, do something that way if somebody comes along and stumbles across the vehicle and they're like, we could make this work, then they take it and all your shit. That's a really, that's, I like that. Um, 
Yeah. We got the five other seconds thing left, dude. I, I have got a, I did this last year. I actually put a bicycle in the back of my truck. Now, I've got a covered bed. I've got a Lear topper. Uh, but I keep a bicycle secured in the back of my vehicle in case the vehicle, I can get a lot. I, I, now, being on a bike may make you a little bit more of a target, but I can definitely get from A to B quicker if I'm by myself Yeah. Uh, rather than walking. I'm just thinking about you kind of being the town bike and everybody getting a ride. Action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.